Hello, welcome to IntelliCast. Um, this is Brian Lamar. I'm at EMI Research Solutions, and joining me today is Angelica Payton and Brian Peterson. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hello. What did you think of the music? Well, before we get to the music, I, I like how you used Angelica's maiden name. Oh, yeah, oh. she's married now. <laughs> you recently got married. Um, I didn't even realize you said my wrong last name, but it's okay. It's- she goes by a lot. You can call Angelica Angelica mm. or Jelly, and she goes by Payton or Jump. Apparently. I mean, so any combination of those. I still, my Decipher account is still Angelica.Payton, so every time somebody adds me to the platform, I always have to ask them to go back um, and add my old last name, because I can never access anything with my new last name. It's been a struggle. Uh, it's tough to be a woman that has to just have to change your name. And that, that's perfectly appropriate because our episode today is about diversity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to change my name, which is ridiculous in terms of society. Thank you for joining Angelica. Angelica is a research manager. She's been with EMI, what, about two years, three years? I don't even know. It'll be two years in July. Okay. Um, and you head up our diversity team. And before we get into it, most importantly, what do you think of our intro music? I like it. I remember I was listening to the podcast from when you guys had the other song after we had that whole vote thing. And then all of a sudden I played an episode and heard this song and I was like, whoa, what just happened? This is the perfect (laughs) song. I don't know where this came from. Nobody said anything about it, but I like it. But I also didn't say anything to you about it. And then in one of the next episodes, you guys were all upset because nobody said anything. (laughs) But I promise yeah. I was thinking about it, and I'm sure so many other people were too. Yeah, I, I whined. I was, Brian and I were like, we're not going to tell anybody, and we'll just see what happens. And then <laughs> we got no feedback, and then we whined about it the next episode, and we got tons of feedback. Yeah. Like, yeah, we heard. Yeah, we knew it. We just didn't say anything. But I yeah. Like I like it. A listener suggested that song, and who knows how long we'll have it, but I love it. It fades in really well. It has our brand name, and it's just a cool song. Agreed. Um, so yeah, we wanted to have you on today because um, diversity and inclusion is such a big topic, and I guess you're kind of the unofficial champion at EMI in terms of diversity, and really because you've showed a lot of passion towards it ever since you started. And so just having a discussion about what we're doing in terms of diversity, in terms of building a kind of a team. And I know that it's a challenge for us, and it's probably a challenge for a lot of other companies out there as well. So we just want to have a quick discussion about it. And if anybody has any questions about it, please um, follow us on Twitter. Mention us on Twitter and IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com or EMI underscore research or IntelliCast1. Um, the first one was not a Twitter. That was an email address. And you can also call or text us at 513-401-5463. Um, so yeah, let's talk about diversity. Um, and we have like a little outline here. The first question is why is it important to EMI? Why is it important to you Angelica, um, to kind of have a diversity team or be more inclusive? Um, is this important to you and why? I think it's important for a lot of different reasons, but I think especially as the trend for diversity inclusion in our industry and the country as a whole, people want to be truly representative and be more empathetic and understanding of each other. And I've been sitting in a lot of different diversity webinars and just talking to people. And I feel like this has made me grow so much as a person. And I think that's what it's all about because just 
being open to learning about other people's experiences and just being more welcoming and adaptable and just being more understanding to change is super important because change is inevitable. It's going to happen. We have to embrace it with open arms and just be ready to tackle anything that comes after that. So I think having this initiative at EMI is going to help build that. And we really wanted to just make sure that we were fostering an environment where people feel comfortable being themselves, where it'll help our retention, we'll build our empathy, we'll continue having conversations and help people educate themselves on things that they might not have known before. So that's a lot of the basis that this came from. But I really think that from my personal background, I was a military brat and I grew up all around different people, different personalities and cultures, different places. So when I moved to Kentucky in high school, it was a culture shock to realize that I was one of the five people of my high school who was Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that was just so crazy. And so coming from a different perspective and helping people realize like diversity is among us in so many different ways. And it's not just about your ethnicity or gender. It's so much more like how you are as far as an introvert or an extrovert or um, where you grew up or what your personal experiences are. It's a lot of that rolls into this, I think, but it's just important to recognize that. You said so much there. I agree with everything you said. And by the way, I didn't grow up a military brat and I know you moved around a lot and you were obviously around a lot of diverse people. I grew up near Fort Knox, Kentucky and um and the, the military it just it it ensures there's a lot of diversity in your community and so when i grew up there's a lot of diversity because of fort knox and that's socioeconomic as ethnic diversity um there's just a lot of diversity there and um so i agree with everything you said it's very important um i love that you said it kind of makes you a better person or a better researcher and i think you, you talked about things like empathy and retention. I think we'll be better partners and better better able to service our clients. The more that, like you said, it's you've learned so much from other people in these discussions and these webinars. And I think that's, as a researcher, it's super important, right? Because that's really our job is to yeah. incorporate a representative group of opinions so that our clients can make the best decision. And while we're a sample company, a lot of that is the sample a lot of that is understanding um, screener design and questionnaire design and ensuring that surveys are um, have the ability to be taken on lots of different devices because not everybody has a desktop or laptop, right? Um, and so this is so important just for, not just because it's the moral and ethical right thing to do, but we should all be better at our jobs, right? Absolutely. I mean, we do market research. We want to know the thoughts and behaviors of the people that we're researching and the diversity of that is super important. So you know that you're actually getting accurate data of the diverse population that you're targeting, that you want to purchase your products, that you want to know more about. Like that's going to be the end goal for our end clients is to make sure that you have a representative base of people that you're, that you're researching. You know, I've never, we've never really talked about it this way, Brian. And but IntelliBlend and the way that we kind of sell like sampling is we're kind of like strategic consultants. 
and we talk about the best way to sample, and we that's our core competency at our company, is a strategic blend of sample. But yep. what is a strategic blend of sample, right? A strategic blend of sample is a diverse group of sample companies which all recruit differently, and they're not better or worse than each other. It's just that one of our panels might be better at recruiting um, Gen Z. Another one of our panels might be better at recruiting um, females over 65, right? We've never really talked about it like that, but I think that's very true. Yeah, I agree. I think you're right. And then you have the kind of the diverse attitudes and behaviors too, Mm -hmm. to make sure you're well represented. Absolutely. So, and Shell, how did, how did this, maybe you can tell the story. I hope you tell the story the way I want you to tell the story (laughs) is how our, how our diversity team started. I know exactly how you want me to start this story. (laughs) So do I. And it's true. So back when we were in the office, we went into the kitchen. It was probably at around two or three o'clock randomly. And we would have diversity time and we would all make tea or a coffee and sit around our kitchen island in our office and just chat about diversity or really (laughs) anything. (laughs) There were no limits or walls. We just, it was just a time to chat with one another. Um, and that grew pretty organically, I think, as I started getting a push from Brian and getting interest from other people. I I just wanted to do something else to help make this an actual initiative. So we've got a couple other people. I'll give them a shout out real quick. We have both of you, Brian's, Renee, Angela, Addie, and our intern, Margo, who've all been really um, committed to being involved in this. But um, starting in quarter four, our first step after our diversity was to create an anonymous survey that we sent out. We asked all the basic demos, things like preferred pronouns or hobbies. We had a really fun introvert to extrovert scale, um, asked some good open-end questions to see what diversity means to them. And we just, the purpose of that was to get a benchmark of where we are and to help introduce the topic of where we were going. Um, And... We are such a small company, so we wanted to do a lot to point out how we are diverse and use that to help with our growth. So, I mean, we we are we have mostly females at our company. We've got a great range of ages, educations. There's a fun little chart that I included in our internal presentation of where we are at all over our map. Like, we also included our Bulgarian team in there as well. So. I think it helps realize that even though we're small, we may not be as diverse in some areas or another. Like we still have a lot of people who have been through different things, have different life experiences, and we're open to that and acknowledge that and want to grow from there. Man, good summary. Um, <laughs> we had our meeting yesterday to talk about what we're doing the rest of May, and we started talking about June. But um, can you maybe discuss kind of? Kind of what we do from month to month as part of this diversity team? Yeah. So we started back in February with our monthly topics after we started to kick it off after that initial survey. So we started it off with Black History Month, where we sent out resources and got people engaged and just sent out some information and also had a fun trivia for some of the Black History Month topics that we included for that month. And then from there, we had a March history or women's history for March. 
We did a happy hour on how pop culture has impacted diversity with an Oscar-themed happy hour right before the Oscars, which was a lot of fun. And we wanted to do a lot of things that are interactive and educational and just have a chance for open dialogue and to get people talking. And like Brian said, we met yesterday and kind of huddled around the rest of our topics for May, which is Mental Health Month. So we're doing a couple of things on this, like how to de-stress and how our insurance can help with um, different resources for therapy and things like that, just to, to kind of get the word out and have different options for people if they need it. So, and also destigmatizing mental health too. I think that's, that's a huge topic and we just want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable and when people feel comfortable being themselves, I think that's when you get the most innovation out of your team. They can feel free to brainstorm and give more ideas and be more vocal about their feelings and thoughts. So I think it all stems from that too. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned um, the specific what we're doing this month is Mental Health Month. And, you know, we're doing a lot more. And you'll probably see some of that in our social um, <laughs> as marketing and Brian gets involved in it as well. But um, I'm really excited to have... The, first of all, that May is Mental Health Month. It's a perfect timing for it, I think. Um, I mean, we should be practicing good mental health habits year-round. But, um, you know, I think we've all, everyone, the person who has the be- who's had the best last year of their life has had a tough year because of what we've, what we've all been through in the past year. Every single person has probably had a really challenging year, right? And all of our attitudes and behaviors have changed We've probably gone through a lot of challenges in terms of healthcare, um, working from home, or maybe lost a job. And now we're going, maybe trying to go back into the office, at least a lot of people are. And so mental health is even more important now. And so I'm glad we're kind of tackling this issue, and I hope others are as well, um, because, you know, because of what I just said. And so I'm glad you mentioned that, and I hope that um, others are as well. And Brian, did you have any topic, any thoughts on that? I know your wife has really helped our company out in the past, and I think we're planning on maybe having her um, come in and have a discussion with us again. Yeah, no, I love that the topic for this month is mental health. I've probably mentioned on this podcast, my wife does work in mental health. She has been into our office to talk about it. She will be coming again soon. So I get a lot of that kind of tips and things like this at home, but not everyone has... Yeah. a mental health professional <laughs> who lives with them 24 seven. So yeah. there's different things that everyone needs to do to take care of. And I, I love the stuff this week that it was, here's some t- here are some tips this way. And I know that's what you guys are doing from the diversity team. We're, you're putting out tips and things each week around different aspects of mental health just for this month. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. And we have yesterday was like, oh, Mondays are so hard to like get our tips out. You know, it's like, yeah, we're all going through a tough time on on just a Monday, right? Um, So we're, you know, it's one of those things. We're doing the best we can to try to keep um, keep the message out and keep it top of mind. Yeah, and and our committee meets every other week or so. So we just keep brainstorming and keep taking note of things that we can do, different topics. I know next month we'll be. Uh, focus on LGBTQ plus. So that will be super exciting. And just getting some more educational pieces out there to help our team is going to be super exciting. So we've got, we've got a lot of fun things planned. We also are very open with the team on suggestions for topics. So if anybody would like to submit anything for a topic, 
um, that's kind of another way that we try to engage people to make sure that we're taking everybody's feedback into account and um, take action from there to make sure we're being inclusive of our team in that way too. Yep. And I wanted to kind of do, maybe do a quick sidebar here really quick is that I'm part of, and I've mentioned it before multiple times, and we've had Damon Jones on before. I'm part of the Great Lakes Chapter Diversity and um, Education Team, which he started. I think it was the first chapter to have one, and he's now part of the National Idea Council, and he's been an amazing resource in terms of helping us kind of get lift off for our internal team. Um, and so we have that whole group, which is an amazing group of people. I love having our diversity um, meetings for the GLC. We had one earlier this week. So many amazing people on there that helped me, like you said, help you help you grow as a person and a professional. The same thing happens to me in the group. Um, and also, I wanted to mention we have just started. There was a press release recently that is the a, it's a marketing research and insight firms partnering on a new internship program. It's called the Minority Access Partnership Program. And it's uh, Burke Marketing Research, it's Directions Research, and it's Market Vision Research and EMI, all four of us working together in Cincinnati. And some of these companies are competitors, which is amazing that we're doing this for the common good. We've all kind of committed to um, encouraging uh, more diverse groups of people to try to enter the marketing research field. We have a lot of different initiatives that will be coming soon, but the main thing is to try to um, not only hire from the same universities and the people that kind of look alike when you hire people, uh, which we've had great success at Northern Kentucky University. We've had great success at University of Cincinnati, but um, we're going to expand our hiring practices and the other three companies have um, committed to doing so as well. And Brian, I know you are also involved in that and Angelica, you're somewhat involved in that. Um, I you try to share all the notes from those meetings, but it's been an honor really to be part of multiple groups that's really helped us make sure that we're kind of aligned with the industry and what others are doing. I don't know if either of you have another comment on that. Yeah. You mentioned I'm part of this. Um, I am on the marketing team. So working with a lot of my peers from across those other three companies, it's been cool to see the passion behind it. Not just, not just from the core people that decided to do this, but from everyone involved. Yep. So I know this was a big thing with, directions and everybody else at kind of the top saying, Hey, we want to do this. But then that's also trickled down to everyone on these subcommittees and things working on it. Yeah, I would totally agree. I think it's really neat to see the notes that you, Brian, put out after you get done with one of those meetings and just to compare and contrast all the different things that these groups are doing and to see that alignment that, like you mentioned, I think that's really cool to see. And then I love that you mentioned Damon Jones. We had a call with him earlier on in this year, and I think his conversation helped me a lot. It was really eye-opening and just helpful to hear people talk about it. And then I would also give a shout out to Leanne Evans for also having a call with me too. I think just having conversations and talking to people and hearing their thoughts, picking their brains has been really helpful for me. You know, I wanted to mention, you know, a lot of people ask for like, oh my gosh, how do I start this diversity team? Mm-hmm. And one of them, I think, is getting key support from your executive team and key stakeholders. And on these calls, the CEO of Directions Research, Jim Lane, has been heavily involved. The CEO of Burke has been heavily involved. And the CEO of Market Vision and our CEO has been, have all been heavily involved. And 
ensuring that we're all aligned on um, what the objectives are. And so that's one of the first keys I wanted to mention. Another key would be develop a mission and vision statement, which you guys did, um, a great one, Angelica, um, and kind of defining what diversity is. And we did a fun little survey, which you mentioned internally to talk about how what diversity really is. It's not just ethnicity and age and gender. It's, it goes way, way beyond that. And then um, setting up an ability to have kind of tough conversations. Um, and that's what you mentioned with Damon. We had kind of a tough situation internally that we needed advice on. We reached out to Damon. He was available like on a day's notice and just helped us through it because sometimes, you know, we're not perfect and these are tough conversations and you have differences of opinion. And part of the diversity and inclusion team is ensuring that people feel included regardless of their opinions, right? That's tough to do sometimes. And so those were some top of mind advice that I have for people. I don't know if I missed anything from your perspective, Angelica or Brian, but love to hear it if I did. No, I think you covered it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Just support is definitely a big one. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we try to keep our executive team really understanding what we're doing and ensuring they're aligned because sometimes when like your team is presenting it sometimes, if someone asks a tough question, the executive team member can kind of step in and, and say, oh, the, you know, the, just more poised to handle those tougher conversations. It's harder for people like Angelica. You're, I mean, you're newer to the industry. I mean, you're, um, you've only worked at EMI for a couple of years. So having someone that can have your back in an executive team scenario is probably key to success as well. So you know you're, you can feel confident with what we're doing. Um, so plans for the future. Um, you mentioned uh, next month we're going to be doing LBGTQ+. Beyond that, do you have any thoughts on what we're doing in the future? I think we've already had suggestions for different topics throughout the year. One of them is for September, which is National Recovery Month, which will be a good one to acknowledge and recognize. So I really hope that people continue to stay engaged and give us their thoughts, but we'll continue taking it on a month-by-month basis. and. I think for June, I'm really hoping we can get some kind of speaker in. I know Renee has a contact that I would love to learn more about. So I think maybe taking it a step further and getting more creative with the kinds of topics that we do and um, action items to cover those. Agreed. And you're doing an awesome job. I know this is is all extra work. This is not your day job. you volunteer time and I know you're very busy otherwise. And so I think the company really appreciates all the hard work that you and the other team members are doing. Um, and I think that it's certainly helping our culture and helping educate everyone within the company. So thank you, Angelica. Thanks, Brian. And yes, a huge thank you to the rest of the committee who is helping me with this. I think everybody is so passionate and it's so great. It's definitely a morale booster in my opinion too. Awesome. So if, if anybody has any questions about this or thoughts, we would really love your feedback because um, it's not easy to build a diversity and inclusion team at an organization. Uh, we're a small company. It might in some ways make it easier, um, but in some ways it probably makes it more challenging. Um, we'd love to hear any successes you have, any thoughts you have. If you'd like to email us at intellicast.emi-rs.com or you can always email Brian or I or Jelly directly. Um, that'd be fine. Um, and please follow us on Twitter. And if you'd like to leave us a voicemail or text, email that's somewhat anonymous. It's 513-401-5463. Um, anything else before we go? Did I miss anything? Uh, just one thing, Brian. We do have an announcement. We are going to be doing a data quality webinar 
uh, called Data Quality and the Research Process, Ensuring Insights Integrity on May 26th at 2 p.m. The registration link will be in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you for that. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And Angelica, thank you so much for joining. This has been awesome talking to you about this. Thank you both for having me. I'm super excited about it. So thank you. All right. Bye, everybody. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.